jungle. We've got fun and games. We got everything you want. Numbers needs come second to that. Oh, absolutely. Because of you know legal issues. I got. Um, speaking of it, I'm going to do a whole episode on this. But I got Dave Koenig's new book that's coming out in August. Oh, cool. And it's called The People versus Disneyland. I think that's what it's called. And it's about how lawsuits have changed the landscape of Disneyland. Oh, I believe it. And it, it, the first story, the first lawsuit was three days into the park being open. Uh, this girl was on Autopia and got rear-ended and hit the car in front and she whacked her head on the metal steering wheel. Oh, gosh. And split her head open. And they had a lawsuit on day three. Wow, I didn't know that. And, you know, so it really is a big part of, of what shaped the company and the operational side. I know someone, uh, I hope they're not listening, their mother fell at the park and got hurt and sued and got a lot of money. Yeah. She got a car and her license plate says, thanks, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me sad. Yeah. But, I mean, granted, clearly it was a safety issue that, caused her yeah. to fall and cool. really get hurt and need surgery and yeah. she had nerve damage and all this horrible stuff. I have, I have nerve damage from working Malibuomer. <sighs> um, but you, I mean, on the other side of it, you wonder how much of that $100 ticket price goes to insurance and L&I. It's huge. Yeah, when people sure complain about pricing, I'm like, look, you, you're complaining about pricing, but you're also complaining that there's not stuff to do that, you know, we haven't changed anything and, you know, you're complaining about well, you know, I, I can't do this and I can't do that. And it's all because yeah. of you. You're, you've well, created this monster, guess. And that's the nostalgia <laughs> argument that I keep on having, which uh-huh. is that you, you can't change anything because people would be so outraged if you yeah. did anything. And yet they stick the hatbox ghost in the mansion and ruin the storyline. Oh, my gosh. Where you're no longer falling out the window from the attic, going to the graveyard because yeah. you're dying. It makes no sense why the... Yeah, I don't understand why he's back. I mean, it's it's a cool effect. It's fine that he's back. Just that in that that place. But he makes no sense. Yeah, you lose that concept where you're falling out of the window because you got pushed by the bride and then you wind up Uh in the graveyard. That's part of the story. But that story, too, is the the bride killed herself because she found out the husband was a pirate from Pirates of the Caribbean and he had killed himself. He's the one hanging... In the stretching room, and there's uh, a whole backstory. Yeah, and now they changed it up so that there's because the bride she's with the axe. a yeah, she's a Black Widow yeah. bride now. So n- that stuff doesn't make sense anymore either. It's just it's the, some of the changes don't yeah don't jive with me. Well, let's but I I saw um, an article today. Jerry York was like, "Is is this for real?" Like one of the revisionists, or I don't even know what to call them. He suggested that. Uh, <laughs> Splash Mountain removed the Song of the South characters because no one knows who they are and replaced them with Marvel characters and make it Marvel Mountain. And he's dead serious. And it's like, just that thinking just blows my mind. Well, and The I'll reason we know those characters is because of Splash... Like, yeah. the next generation knows yeah. them because of Splash it's, Mountain. Let's be honest. That's basically uh, a hipster revisionist history. That's <laughs> someone who's like... You know, Starbucks is really overrated. We need to put in, like, you know, naturally grown organic theme park <laughs> yeah. rides that are sustainable and ecologically friendly. No, I mean, it's, it is. But, it's, but I mean, they're weird. And, yeah, but at the same time, then you, you have, you know, uh, Country Bear leaves and Winnie the Pooh comes in and people were uh, up in arms. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, yeah, look, Country Bear, go to Orlando, see it. You'll be yeah. as unimpressed as, as all of us were at the end. <laughs> but that's that nostalgia issue where we yeah. keep coming back to this that things get locked in people's minds mm-hmm. and they, they remember it as being better than it was mm-hmm. or different than it was. The I think the sky buckets are the 
the one of the best examples of it. And look, People Mover. Well, I can understand People Mover a little bit. Yeah. Because, look, it, it handled 4,500 people per hour, which is a guest efficiency that everyone dreams now that mm-hmm. they would be able to get. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that there's many rides that are at half of that. You know, some, I mean, there's some 3,000s. Pirates but, is like 3,000. Yeah, Pirates Indie has good, good numbers. Uh, you know. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, people mover, but there was stuff to see then. Yeah, it was cool. Now, there's nothing for it to go through. You, yeah. you won't You won't see, like, you know, what are you, you going to see on that track? You're going to see Star Tours? Yeah. You're going to see the backside? <laughs> you know, the Tron thing was kind of cool with yeah. the the, uh, the fast-moving Tron effect, but you know, they would have to really make an investment in the theming of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe with Star Wars, it would make sense again. I don't know. Uh, but I don't think it'll ever. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just, it doesn't make any sense. But that nostalgia, but the, the Sky Bucket's perfect example. Go to the Orange County Fair and jump on those things yeah. and uh, ride the 15 minutes of that and tell me how much fun you actually have. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't even a very efficient way to get from point A to point B. I could walk faster. But rather than standing in a line, getting on that, going to Tomorrowland, having to get off because yeah. it's not a round trip, mm-hmm. realizing I left my stroller in the Fantasyland station anyway, <laughs> so I had to walk back and get the stroller. Yeah, you know, no, it just, it's, there was it's, a lot of guest complaints about it. It was one of the highest guest complaint rides in the park. But there's this nostalgia about it where people are like. You know, because it was part of their childhood. Their memories aren't enough for them. They want the physical thing. It's it's the same people that are rebuying all their toys from the 80s. That's why you can buy a Care Bear on eBay from the 80s for $600. Because there's that want of actually holding the material item instead of just living in the memory or looking at pictures. Star Wars action figures. Yeah. You know, they're, they're redoing... Uh, a production line from all the original molds and everything, so mm-hmm. that it's the same packaging size. Yeah, and I'm sure that they're going to sell tons of it. I don't have the time to live in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, um, I'm, I have a hard enough time living in this time. <laughs> what are we calling this? The teens, the terrible I teens. Guess it's the terrible teens. That would make the most sense. Uh, back into see, the roaring 20s. Well, let's hope the 20s get roaring again. Yeah, I so. hope so. <laughs> Because uh, the squeaking twenties not quite as impressive, <laughs> but what's but you know the funny part of this is we bitch about nostalgia yet we show lots of you know old pictures of Adventureland on our webpage. So let's talk the good nostalgia. Okay, let's talk. You the know, good. The, I don't want to be a negative Nancy no, on the podcast. You, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think that there is. What is it that you look for? What's the, what's the what are the things that get you? You know, and pictures. What I yes, pictures about. and videos and things. What are the things that you that you found or that you look at that you really get excited about? Um, for me, number one is the fashion, the clothing. I know. I so love that color jungle swimsuit one. Yes, that's one of my favorites. I yes. saw that like five years ago, and I love that one. <laughs> um, just there, it was a different. When you went to Disneyland, you dressed nice. Mm-hmm. You know, you weren't in your pajamas, yeah. which was the thing. But let me let me do the comma on that. Okay. I also think that the theme days are getting out of hand. Oh, I agree. Uh, Dapper Day was fine. I, uh, bats Day. But when you have Dapper Bats Day and, yeah. you know, you've got the Doctor Who Day. And yeah, you've there's got, Doctor Who. Uh, there's Panna Day. There's, um, and I think there's it's become such a trend now that people don't even understand what Dapper Day should be. Yeah. And they're just wearing whatever they come up with. And the Disney bounding yeah. dappers, and yeah, I mean, it becomes cosplay day. I, right? I was More there than... one day. It was a dapper day where these women were dressed like 
hoary versions of the princesses with like their skirts up to their neck and people are taking pictures with them and I'm like, what are you doing? Well, and that and that's the other problem is they used to have a very strong line about coming into the park in costume, quote unquote. It's and that it is was no more. <laughs> no, it isn't. I you know, look, I could probably get away with throwing on, you know, I have costume pieces that would be similar to what jungles are Mm -hmm. that are not Disney manufactured. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I could put them on and walk in the park and and they would be like, you know, Mm -hmm. you can't, no one would say you can't come in, even though I would Mm -hmm. look almost identical to their current cast members. There was a guy that would ride jungle all the time dressed head to toe jungle. Yeah. And he, he wanted to be a skipper and that was his thing and no one really, you know, said anything to him. But I mean, if you're past the age of five you shouldn't be dressing like a princess i'm sorry yeah it's not cute and, you know i think i think part <laughs> and of a hoary princess at that no i mean that's <laughs> that's Disneyland. That's, that, that's that's halloween that's yeah. the one day you're allowed to dress then like a whore fine. anything you can dress like a whore princess a whore nurse <laughs> oh. a whore toaster if you want to dress up as a toaster with your boobs I've sticking seen out it. that's a whore toaster <laughs> um what's what's the worst hoary costume we can think of what would be the the hoary pope i think is the, the hoary the bad. pope yeah. Yeah. I've gosh, I've seen terrible ones where it's like she's a whore bumblebee and it's just like a yeah. yellow string with a black piece of paper on it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh Hori Oprah? Hori Oprah. Oprah. hmm Yeah. Hori Ellen. <laughs> I don't even know how you could pull that one sneakers. off. Sneakers. Yeah. Just sneakers. <laughs> just sneakers. And then you dance a lot. <laughs> You dance with sneakers. But that's the other side of the whole nostalgia thing that I think is is running amok. By the way, I'm, I'm looking to uh, alienate and offend as much of my audience as possible. You're doing a really good job. But yeah, the other one that is is tough for me is all of the deviant art, you know, website where they mm. they're mashing up. Like, yeah, I don't want to see Anna and Elsa as a Jungle Cruise skipper. Thank you. <laughs> Well, let's be fair. Anything is a Jungle Cruise skipper. That's fair game because we can put it on our website. Yes, but you know, I look at like the the pinup princesses or with tattoos if, and or ironic if, glasses. Yeah, a hipster princesses or what if the princesses worked at Subway? I, maybe that's one. Um, it's weird, but it really does get a little like you know strange. And it's uh, what if uh, the princesses from different movies were having same-sex marriages. I've seen yeah. that one lately. I've seen the, the princes as princesses and yeah. the princesses as, as princes. princes. It's just... I mean, these are talented artists. They're putting oh, a no, lot of time no, into absolutely. this stuff. But it's not appealing to me. It's no. very odd. Well, and so it, that's going back to what I look for is kind of capturing kind of the glamour that it was to... Not, I mean, not even glamour, just like... It was more... There was, a, there was a cachet about it. There was yeah. there was something about it that made it special. Yeah. Which I think is the other problem that we run into with... There's a, a particular type of Disney fan right now that seeks all of their outrage in the ticket price. Mm-hmm. And I can't afford to take my family to Disney once a month. <laughs> when I was growing up, it was a once every five years kind of yeah, a thing. Yeah, like every other it year. It was not something us. that was that regular. But we got, into the, we, we got into this trend during the 90s and the aughts where it was so affordable relatively. Mm-hmm. 
And look, if you adjust for inflation, the, the ticket price in a day at Disneyland is, I think, 25% more than it was adjusted from the 70s. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit more. It's not, yeah. you know, it's not over the top. And I've, I've made that argument, too. You pay $100 for a concert ticket. Oh, Cirque du Soleil. And you go there for two hours and you're done. You spend 12 hours at Disneyland yeah. for $100. You see three parades, three shows. You go on 10 attractions. Like, you've... You've been entertained for that hundred dollars yeah. for twelve hours that the park has been open. Yeah, and I I've dropped a hundred and fifty on Cirque du Soleil tickets for a two hour show. Yeah. So I that argument really is invalid to me when you think about yeah. the entertainment but factor. I also understand that it's people who want to give their kids an experience, but by having it be such a common experience, don't you kind of lessen it? Yeah. It, you know, it's not gonna have the same importance, the same feel if yeah. it was you know, something special, but they're surrounded by it with, you know, TV and yeah. video games and all that. So it, the brand is so prevalent that maybe it's not special anymore in a lot of places. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, even I'm, I, I'm a pass holder and I take my kids. I probably, I've taken them maybe six or seven times. Yep. And there was one day where I was like, let's go to Disneyland. And my kids were like, no, thanks. Yeah. I was like, What? It's just different for them because yeah. it, it isn't. And what, what um, I the, met a woman yeah. who, when I was working Fantasmic, that wonderful Bumblebee shift, mm-hmm. who came up to me crying after Fantasmic. And she was bawling her eyes out and she said, I gave up drinking five years ago. Gave up drinking five years ago and all the money I was spending on alcohol, I put into an, a fund to bring my kid here. Yep. And she was just so happy and that floored me it makes me emotional yeah because she appreciated it and it was such a beautiful thing to her to to do that change in her life in order to create this experience for her child and then in the next breath i have someone yelling at me because you know one of the characters wasn't in the parade that's normally there every week when they're there or because churros are too expensive yeah you know when i was doing traditions um one of the things that we would tell people was that I don't want to. It was the stories about because people really do save up for years to come to Disneyland, mm-hmm. and yes, you're going to have those people that are there every week, but you don't know who they are as a cast member. So you know you do have to give your your best show every single day. Absolutely. And you know that's the. I mean, look, I'm not going to get into the other side of that, which is the whole the whole you know cast member thing. And I'm not I'm not going to be sour grapes or feel like. One generation is better than another, or whatever you know They're that falls different. into. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that, uh, but yeah, I feel like we're having a coffee, like you know the coffee clash. I feel like we're doing the New York Jewish woman <laughs> coffee. No, we're complaining because Edna. Oh my God, can I believe how awful Edna is? We yeah. hate her. No, I mean some changes are good and some aren't, and like they have to figure it out. I went to the jungle. It was the first time I've been at the jungle in a couple of years where I didn't even want to ride the jungle because I didn't recognize anyone. Yeah, and they all looked like a bunch of punk kids to me, and I was like, you know, that's what and they're, I looked like. And they're on our lawn. Yeah, God, the kids what that are, are on our- doing. I mean, where's my hose? <laughs> but they were having fun. Yeah, and that's the point. No, and there's some great look. I've ridden with. There's some great skippers there, mm-hmm. and it's not. You know, it's not. We've said this many times. The jungle, it's, it's always changing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, no, it's still, it's still magical. It's still wonderful. It's just, you know, yeah. um, 
it's, you know, fun to dissect it. Mm. Yeah, of course. And, I mean, when I was working there, there were skips that didn't belong there. And there were skips that yeah. will oh, be there forever. And it's the same that it's all, <laughs> and it's, it was the same in the 60s as that Absolutely. is. Absolutely. There were skips in the 50s and 60s and 70s who were great. Mm-hmm. And there were people who did it and cashed a paycheck. Um, but it is, yeah, there's still great stuff that is coming out of it. There so. is. And you know what? It doesn't have to be new stuff. It doesn't have to. Yeah. I would do completely OG 100% and people would be like, wow, I've never heard those yeah. jokes before. Well, it's because no one stays on, on script anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always used and to. And I understood that it wasn't about me. It was yeah. about the jungle. And I made it about the jungle and the guests and not about me being a stand-up comedian in front of the boat. And I think what an think amazing segue. Well, <laughs> because that ties into the last topic that I wanted to chat with you about. Oh, wow. Which is uh, this is this is going to go up uh, it's going to go up the two days after, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. Uh, so how how was Skipper stand up for you? <laughs> it was Just fantastic. Two, two nights ago it was amazing. <laughs> We've been plugging it on the website. Yeah. And, um, it's going to be my first attempt. Um I was super encouraged by Mr. Kip Hart and Mr. David Marley to go for it. I'm the only girl doing this show. Ooh, this time you're the solo... Uh, solo female. Wow. Sausage party. So we'll see how it goes. I'm excited. We've been working a lot. Me and my husband, he's a great writing partner. Partner. He will sit with me and just watch me write, and then I read it to him, and he gives me a... So he's really funny. My husband's really naturally funny, and... Um, so we're expecting the sitcom, the, you know, yeah. you, you and him in the jungle with three kids, yeah, you know, the boat breaks down and you're stuck out there yeah. as a trader trading in the jungle. <laughs> He's Mexican. So picture Lucille Ball in the jungle. Yeah. Well, that's I right on Lucy it. in the jungle. Yeah. Blonde instead of redhead, but yeah. you know, times have changed. There you go. So yeah, I'm really excited about the opportunity. I'm, I'm really shocked that I was trusted, entrusted with the honor. Um, but think it'll go well i think it'll be fun yeah be fun i'm looking times. forward to it we're going to be there uh hopefully well by the time this goes up i should say to people that we are already have been there and got to meet a lot of our great listeners Woo-hoo! and uh, for whoever won all those great door prizes that we're getting on um <laughs> but yeah no i i saw the second skipper stand up and say you know nine years ago now been, yeah there's been a lot 20 of 29 shows and if this works at the brea improv we may see lots and lots more yeah. so that's exciting that there's a real Very venue, exciting. and uh, now that hopefully our listening audience of, of tens of tens will show up <laughs> and uh, and yeah. support it. So I hope so, too, because there are some people I'd like to meet that I've seen floating around on a page that I mm-hmm. kind of live in. Yep. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. If anything, you can laugh at me, not with me. Yeah, I, so it'll be a good time. <laughs> um. Was was it always something that you wanted to do? Was stand up just something that was in the background? Was it just- stand up is on my bucket list. Yeah, um, stand up and being in a zombie movie are on my bucket cool. list. I, I'll work on. I know people on the second one. Awesome. I'll work on that for you. Yeah, that's that is definitely I, on there. I, I did two years of hardcore stand up where I was I was doing shows every weekend and touring and during the comedy boom of the early nineties. Yes. And I, I, on a, I almost have PTSD about it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. It's not something that I look to as a serious career in my I, future. And, and, and yet I still have notebooks where I write down all the jokes. That, well, you that, have to. Yeah, I still have it's, you know, it's all in the your writing. Soul. It's in your soul. It's in your soul. you gotta, you got to keep it somewhere. So. So. But, I did uh, want to share my most favorite 
Jungle Cruise memory. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I, please, Jungle Stories, I am okay. very widely... Instead of complaining about them. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> no I don't think we have. It's, okay, I think it's very positive. Um, my most favorite Jungle Cruise story was I was at um, Unload, and the lead walked over with an elderly couple and said, will you give them an anniversary cruise? I said, absolutely. And um, the husband and wife climbed on the boat, and he was he wasn't in great shape. I could tell. Mm-hmm. It was their fiftieth anniversary, and I got on the boat. I got them in the boat. Did the deadhead? Just hit them and me. And those are always kind of odd because you don't know if you should spiel or if you should just chat with them <laughs> because you're playing to an audience of two versus forty. Yep. And um, I looked at them and I said. You guys, this is up to you how you want this to go. It's your anniversary. I want it to be special. I can try to be funny or I can, um, we can just chat. And, and they were like, just do whatever, just whatever you feel like doing. So I chatted with them and I did my jokes. I kind of intermixed it. And at the end of the cruise, uh, he got up, they shook my hand, and the man said, So when are you going to be funny? <laughs> And I was like, oh, thanks. And he said, honestly, he goes, I was a skipper in the 60s. And that was one of the best cruises I've ever been on. Mm -hmm. And he shook my hand and went on his way. And I just was like, I'm crying because I was so moved by there. They held hands the whole time. And it was just like, it was special. It was more special to me probably than them being on the boat by myself with them. But that's probably my one of my favorite memories yep. of jungle one of my other favorite memories is you know we rope off now the well you, your How personal you your it? personal life yes what you do in your bedroom <laughs> with your husband is really up to you that's yeah, we're you into know rope tying. um not not actually just rope tying, like you know yeah. sheep shanks and just doing knots yeah. <laughs> well when you're naughty you're naughty you're naughty you're <laughs> i've taught him a lesson um so roping off has been this thing where the old school skips are like, well, we can dock the boat. You can't dock the boat. Well, you didn't train me to dock the boat. I got trained to rope off the boat, and that's how it is. Um, so we tried our best to make, there's that weird pause between roping off and letting the guests out. And we would make a joke, oh, it's a magic trick. It's a magic rope trick. And it was it's dumb. <laughs> and one day I pulled up to the dock, and Mr. Kiphart was up there roping off and I said hey Kip can you do us a magic trick rope off the boat he goes like this I'm we're on radio so I'm gesturing to my hand and pulls out about six feet of red scarf from his sleeve and ropes (laughs) off the boat and then my mouth was like a codfish I was just like what just happened and I was that was one of my first Kip memories was that and I could not believe it happened I was so awestruck and I'd never seen him do it before or after it was perfect yeah (laughs) maybe he didn't even do it then maybe it wasn't all in my imagination I love the Kip the Kippers Um, yeah those are like my two super cool there was a couple times when things just got crazy and we would just all look at each other and laugh on the dock those were all the good times Mm mm-hmm it's it's a camaraderie and it's it's interesting because and not to not to throw gender in this because I've, everyone has a different experience i i noticed in doing doing the podcast that the ladies really created a bond particularly with the other late what are you looking at <laughs> but i mean i think that they're really 
you know, as much as the, it was a boys club and a fraternity for a long time. Oh, it still I, is. But I think that the ladies who work jungle really bond with each other, that there's a real... Um, because something I, I just noticed from both my time and from talking to people. I, I would say yes and no. There are some girls that I worked with that I absolutely love. I was very much a motherly figure at the park. At, at Jungle because I'm a lot older. I'm I've got ten or fifteen years on most of that those. That's how skits. I was because when I came in, I was thirty two or thirty three. Yeah, that's how old I was when we started there. Yeah. And you I'm, are not. Yeah, I'm no. thirty five. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you they should... didn't think I was. I was part of the club until they found out how old I was. But ah. no, they. I became kind of this motherly figure. I I would say to a lot of the girls who were. 19, some of them were 18 years old at mm-hmm. Jungle, just brand new babies out of high school. And I still really like keep up on them and I make sure they're doing okay. I'm such like a mama bear to them. Um, yeah, but I, I really, I hung with the boys. Like I, I had fun with a lot of the guys too. Like just, you know, I, I didn't want to be the girl skipper. Right. But, oh God, she's not. First of all, I was pregnant, so I didn't want the special attention there. Like I didn't want to be treated different. I got taken out on safaris to go fix the dancing natives when I was like huge, and you know I they really they really included me and knew that I wasn't expecting special treatment. And I made that very clear, um, but they were very protective. The voice, as we talked about, um, but first coming in though, they were mean. I was like, I don't know if I can do this because the guys. Because so many people come and go, I think it's hard to, you know, yeah. even bond with people. Because either you sink yeah. or swim in that first three weeks at yeah. Jungle. But it's funny because, I mean, I think there was a lot of longevity in my in the time that I was there. A lot of people were there long term. At least a year or two. Yeah. I mean, there's still people there that started right when I started. That, Like I said, it's either for you or not. But yeah. people would be there one week and gone the ne- you know, the yeah. next. And it's kind of like, eh. But I think when they realized I was a little bit older and a little more mature and, you know, I, I think it went in my favor. Just well, older, let's agree on that. Um, <laughs> no, th- I, that's true. So I'll ask, the qu- amateur. I'll ask the question that I ask <laughs> occasionally. It's one of my favorite uh, kind of wrap-up questions. So, Jen, you walk into Disneyland on its 100th anniversary day in 2055, because I can do math, very basic math. <laughs> Uh, is the Jungle Cruise still there? And if it is, what is different from today? I think it's absolutely still there. My little 75-year-old heart would be leaping to see it. Um, what would be different? Well, I've seen some of the really neat like innovations they're doing in Tokyo with uh, or Japan with the lights and the sounds. Oh, I night. love the super cool. Yeah, the Mara mask that as they go by that comes to life when they're out in the river oh, yeah. is fantastic. I think a lot more of the projection type stuff will start to come into play. Have you been on Indy in the last two years? Yes. The new doors, the new uh, the new three yes. doors at the front. Uh-huh. That projection mapping is it. Look, the ride has always been good. Mm-hmm. That changes the whole thing. Like yeah, that is really so neat. well done. It's really even the new the change they made to Mara. I yeah. thought was awesome. Yeah. Well, you fi- you finally feel like those doors that you're going through are something special. I always yeah. felt like you know when the jeeps go through those first three doors, it's like ah, they're decorated, but they're not really special. Yeah. When you when you see the locks turn on them and the, mm-hmm. they each of them have a theme, it's such a nice because there was a theme, but it was hard to really even behind yeah. those scrims you really couldn't see what was going on with that treasure room that you were in um 
Yeah, so I, I would predict that they're going to integrate more stuff like that in the future. Uh, Holo- hologram animals. Yep. You know. The Technology stuff. of the future. It would be cool if they could incorporate, you know, a stampede. I just don't back. know if... I just don't, I don't want to get confused and then have the hologram animals be replaced by a hologram Tupac. <laughs> that would really be a little... Hologram Elvis. Yeah. A little confusing. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's, it's definitely going to be there. I think that... Uh, Taste will change and things will be there. I think jungle will always be the the one thing in the park that that uh, retains its its yeah. s- sense of wonder and flavor. I think so too. Because not just because I love it, but also well, everyone likes to see you know fake animals being shot at with fake guns <laughs> by fake skippers who are drawing a fake paycheck. Yes. <laughs> so now that. This, By the way, yeah. for those of the, and obviously you guys can't see what's going on, we have a little baby kitten that is eating uh, my headphones, and I'm encouraging this little baby kitten, and Jen is discouraging. So it's a perfect. <laughs> She's go bad. ask go ask your mother. She's a bad girl. She's a bad girl. So, um. so what would you like to I mean, before we wrap this up because we're gonna call it a call it a show. Awesome. Uh, so you were a listener of the podcast before you became staff. Yes. And you've seen a little bit. You've heard a few of the things that we've gone through and changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your predict- What are your predictions or what do you want to do in the fifth year of this since you're kind of my cohort and I would at some point like to uh, have you host some episodes? Um, what do I predict? Well, just, uh, what, I mean, what, what, what would you like to see? What would be fun for you in the next year? Other than um, getting John Lasseter on because oh, we know that's the... I would love to hear John. I would, I know you've said... No, it's not going to happen. But hearing uh, Kevin Costner, yeah, on the podcast would just be I'm, so awesome. I am curious me. as to what his experience was like because I've met some people who worked with him. Oh, really? Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of curious as to if it really impacted him and stayed with him. And I know because he doesn't really talk about it like John does. No, and uh, I just Look, picture. I him. don't even. I don't even talk about it like John no. does because let's be honest. That's. <laughs> You you might think he's the you know the the CEO for you know no, Disney, but no, he's just a Jungle Cruise he skipper. Was offering who, like a million dollars to find a picture of him as a skipper. I don't that was, was that? his thing or something. He there was, was some, offering something crazy. If you could I'll, find, I'll a take picture a bottle of, of his. I'll take a case of his wine. Yeah, nice. Have you had any? of No, I haven't. So every year for our anniversary, which we've done it once, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> but this year we're going to do it a second time. But we went to the uh, Napa Rose. Oh, cool. And part of their the chef's table is they do a five course wine flight and one of the bottles was one of John's and I have been trying to find bottles of his wine since they're about I guess 80 bucks a bottle but it was one of the best reds I've ever had just beautiful beautiful wine so yeah yeah, no, it's it's a. I guess Bennett's working up at the he, winery. Oh, cool! I I never got to meet Bennett. He left shortly before I started. Yeah, really nice and guy. And he was on steam trains. So what? I I believe he was on steam trains. Well, and jungle. He was at a, jungle. Yeah, he was a skip. Um, but just heard nothing but great stuff about yeah. him while I was there. Um, I got I missed a lot of greats right before I got there, like Mr. York. Uh, from all the stories I've heard, I, I wish I had experienced uh, him as a lead. Jer- Jerry's uh, a prince among men. Yes. And by prince, I mean he's, he's a, a small guy from Detroit <laughs> who sings, you know. Um, no, he's he's a great guy. Um, but I got to meet him. He was on vehicles. Mm-hmm. And when he, he was working Tiki when I started, and everyone was, like, whispering that he was coming back to Jungle. There's so much whispering at Jungle. When I started so at Jungle, everywhere. they were like, oh, we're going to be put closed down, and they're going to completely rehab Jungle. 
And they've still talked about that. It's not happening no. anytime soon. They were going to redo it for the 60th, and they didn't do that. So. I just wanted them to, to, you know, they have the gold boats. I just wanted to have, like, uh, the regular boats with bedazzled. Like, just, <laughs> just go out there with, like... glitter on them. Yeah, just go out there. And, well, that's what they did with the name tags to make them basically unreadable. I know. Uh, they just look dirty. I don't... I don't... The I new 60th? They just... Yeah, yeah they, just they don't look, look much different than the anti-reflection ones that I got because they yeah. have the ones that were regular and the anti-reflection ones that were textured. Yeah. That's what it looks like to me. Um, but yeah, Co- Costner. Because I picture him as a skipper, as his character in Silverado, if you've oh, seen okay. the movie. Yeah. He's like full. And now he's kind of a stiff. I, but I pictured him Silverado, as his character in Bull Durham. So, yeah. Very similar. Close. There's yeah. energy there. Yeah, I think slowly his energy has faded as he's aged, and his parts are a little more stiff. Hey, but. let's not let's not talk about Kevin Costner's parts. <laughs> Why that's not? In, that's inappropriate. <laughs> we'll never get him on the show if we're talking about that. Maybe we will. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would I would like to hear from him. But yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe have, hear from like Skipper's kids. Maybe there's Skippers that are gone. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe hear stories from kids. We're, we're working actually on a skipper whose dad had worked the Jungle Cruise, and he was a skipper as well. That's neat. So we're trying to get a second generation. Um, yeah. I'm still hoping to get... We have um, a skipper who uh, became a Roman Catholic priest, oh. and then we had one in Walt Disney World who became a rabbi, and I really want to get them like just to, together. <laughs> well, yeah, just to find out what it was that, you know... Turn them from you know men of of the river to men of the cloth. That's oh, kind of a, a big, strange. That's a big change. It is. <laughs> Those men of the river. Well, I I always have had a belief in someone bigger than me, and uh, his name was Frank Rios. I uh, worked <laughs> oh, in scheduling, and uh, I always believed in Frank. Frank had no tolerance for my pregnancy issues. <laughs> when I would call, he'd just be like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I'm really sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a good guy. Yeah, I, I love Frank. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, and the other thing I'm, I'm hoping is that we're going to try to do at least one or two more of the skip gathers. Yeah. Uh, get together for drinks at Trader Sam's. For sure. Try to keep my bill in two digits this time. <laughs> oh we had a bit of an excess uh, Sounds like last time. Well, you have to collect all the mugs. That was actually, I didn't have the, the barrel mug. <laughs> and then we had an Oa. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife shared one, and uh, she, that was such a cool... That's the one with all the straws. The straws, yeah. and it's the giant one, like a fishbowl that holds, like, yes. you know... Two I, gallons Mercedes of alcohol. Mercedes had that one when I... Yeah, she was drinking it alone. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, she... Uh, you know, That's the last time I saw her. She was yes, well, yeah. probably chances are the last time you drink that. That's pretty <laughs> much it anyway. So, uh, so yeah, no, we'll still try to do those get-togethers and things. And uh, Yeah, it's, it's good. We're, we have some hopeful plans for some other... Um, exciting live podcast possibilities and so we may do something with a big guest uh we're still working the details on that so that'll be hopefully august or september we may do a a big we have a 90 seat place we can get where we might actually do a live taping with a a guest and do some questions and stuff some questions and some games and some trivia yeah I think that would be super fun. So, because this is actually technically we started on at the end of July in our first year, okay. so we actually have wrapped the what when the year mark is. The, the really great thing though for me, this last year we had twenty three episodes, mm-hmm. which means we only had three of the episode weeks that we had either delays or I, I take part in November off. Okay. Um, so actually, we actually hit all of our notes. We That's didn't really good. We didn't miss much in the years before. We had like eleven episodes. So we got a do lot more. Do you find more. more people wanting to do it just through yeah. oh, I still have word so of many. mouth? Yeah, you know, the hard part for me is scheduling. And yeah. 
Well, it only took us six months. Yeah, I mean, hardly so. any time at all. Um, <laughs> I had a guy who took me two years to get him on the show just oh, wow. with scheduling it. No, I, I um, last weekend, weekend before last, uh, I got together and I was at this big hangout with about 120 West Side Attractions employees from the 80s and 90s. And uh, I have a lot of phone numbers out now and yeah. trying to get people on the show. Uh, I have another lead on a guy from the 50s that I have an email in on that I'm waiting to hear back from. He was there in 55. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Um, so, yeah, so there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of maybes and hopefuls. It's a lot of time, but it's always worth it to, to get the good stories down. I haven't, um, well, and, you know, we talked a little bit about, like, the launch of Splash Mountain, and, you know, we've had people on from that range. So I'll... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put you on to some of the episodes that are more '80s oriented. So. Awesome, but yeah, no, it's it's good, and I'm always greatly appreciative of your contributions. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll have some new products. Uh, we have some new T-shirt ideas that we're working on with some other skippers. Uh, we have a our first Jungle Cruise uh, board uh, uh, card game. Uh, so that's right around the corner. It's kind of a fun... It's a drinking game, of it course. It is. Sure. It's a get drunk with your friends and play cards. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, if Uno and Hearts and Rummy had a baby. Okay. So you know how vicious Uno can be. Oh, I love Uno. So, uh, but yeah, no, no. I think we have some good stuff coming up in this year. And if uh, we'll, we'll keep on chugging. And I appreciate Yay. all the awesomeness. So. Oh, of course. So now Yay. we're like now we're almost into a two-parter. I'm sorry. So, no, no, it's okay. I, I need to pad the episodes anyway. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, we are still exploring new Jungle Cruise radio plays. So we'll see if oh, that happens be cool. in this next year. If there's ever a female part. There are many. We you know, it's have. weird. I'm very self-conscious about my voice and doing recordings kind of freaks me out. Because I was teased really bad by a teacher in the eighth grade I will, about my voice. I will kick his knees in. And so I tend to do really weird like things with my voice a lot and like play around and... Even when I was reading some of my stand-up stuff to my husband, he's like, why are you doing weird voices? And it's because I kind of, like, curl up and die when I have to talk. Yeah. So, um... Which is funny. This is a fun, interesting exercise in me talking. I I was the same way, and I... My big change was I started doing radio in uh, high school senior. I did some... A radio class, like radio production. Uh Then I ended up getting a DJ job at a classic rock station doing overnights. (laughs) So... I had a speech impediment all the way through, you know, elementary, junior high, where I would talk way too fast. Like, it would just all blur together, and I had very fast, my brain apparently was sticking things and words in there that were faster than I could handle. And doing radio totally changed it, so I got kind of a radio tone and voice and interviewee-ness. the... uh Projection. That's right. Skipper Kyle on KYYY. <laughs> Why? Why am I here? Nobody knows. We're playing the hits with fewer commercial interruptions because we oh have no God. commercials. <laughs> Mr. Scream. Uh. <laughs> oh, it's fun. And the, yeah, of course, the field I chose was involved me speaking publicly in front That's of people. Each, and, and it was, yeah, good call. <laughs> you're right on that if you're uh we have to confront your phobias. Yeah. I am desperately afraid of having a million dollars. And I just am waiting for someone to help me confront that. I am terrified of sports cars and mansions. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Keep those away from me as much as possible. It's hindering my life. All right, everyone. Well, uh, thanks again for four fantastic years of podcast goodness and skippertainment. Uh, I'm trying to get a trademark on that by skippertainment. T.M. Uh <laughs> Trademark 2015. 
Skipper Kyle. All right, so thanks everyone. Uh, Skipper at Jen. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. Congaloosh, everyone. We'll see you guys in two weeks.